Samana, you, you don't have to do this. I, I, I don't know who it is you're fighting for. You don't have to help him anymore. You have no idea. But, but I do. I know, I know you better than almost anyone else. And you've always been better than this. You don't know anything about me. I, I see the fear in your eyes. I see the restraint in your eyes. You're still my sister. Let me, let me go and we can figure this out like, like when we were younger. Yeah, of, of course. Samana steps backward and closes her eyes. She falls to her knees and she begins to weep. I'm, I'm sorry. How could I be so weak? Samana, sister, it's okay. It, it really is. Her eyes burst open with an icy stare that penetrates Eleanor's whole being. No, not you, you dirty paladin bitch. Eleanor is in shock. What would you have me do? Go back to the lies that the world is beautiful, full of art and good times? Fuck you, Eleanor. You know nothing of what it's really like. You've never faced any adversity. Pain. Pain is the only fucking constant. And we are at war. She stands and draws her chain, and she steps toward Eleanor. She says, War isn't solved by peaceful conversation. No sculpture ever stopped an army. Pain is what stops fighting. Such unbelievable and overwhelming pain is the only path to peace. Soon, sister, you will see this. The scene goes black, and we hear a whip crack. Light slowly fades into the room again as we see a bloody gash across Samana's back. Eleanor trembles in fear. Samana smiles. Cyrix Pleithor, I've been watching you, doing the work of my former god. It's nice to finally meet you. Yeah, you're not quite who I expected would show up when I started praying. You're expecting Calistria, I assume, or Caden, perhaps? Yeah, one of the two. Um... Well, I assumed being Aridin's first herald, perhaps I would be the one to get you where you need to go. That's fair. So if you were Aridin's first herald, and I'm sure wherever Gorgug is, he knows about this, but what is all of this about? What do you mean, 
There's so many things, Xerix. And most of them, I'm sure, Goku can clue you into when you get there. He has a book that Aradin once wrote. In fact, even some of it's keeping hidden from me. But I can tell you, there is a power in the realm where you go and must never be released. And if it is released, it must never be given power. So, and I've just, you know, let's... What does Yomade look like? Is she, like, really tall? Like, she's just, like, a regular lady? Like, she's, like, a hot version of Teresia. <laughs> First off. I, I can work with this. <laughs> First off. So, I go over to hot Teresia, and... She does have a bowl cut, remember that. <laughs> put my arm around her shoulder and go, Yomade, let's just, like, do a little hypothetical thought experiment here. Just, you know, friends, because you you really like the work that I've done and everything like that. Uh, What if that power uh, did already get out? She just kind of stares at you. There are contingencies. Gorgug and Greg and whoever else might be there are in a place that Aradin created. We refer to it simply as the Hero's Realm. Aridin, before he died, with my help in the smallest, smallest bit, forged 14 swords. They're hidden. Gathering them will allow for the destruction of the artifact that this power will use. One is in the hero's realm. Its name is Soul Reacher. It clings onto the souls of those it has chosen to be worthy. Potentially, it has grabbed onto a soul and has hidden itself in the hero's realm. If this power has escaped, it will not be able to access the hero's realm. Only the Heralds of Aridin can go there, and certain allies, I suppose. If you are to go there, you must promise me that you find Soul Reacher and keep him safe. I can can make that promise. Now, I hope you understand the implications going to this place. It is not so easy to get back. Many Heralds in the past have tried... Zero have succeeded. Well, there's always a first time, right? I just need you to understand that this could be permanent and be willing to make that sacrifice. Will you go? I... I know you're searching for more than just your friends there. I will go. Good luck, Cyrix. We're all going to need it. So, um, how likely can I pull off a smooch on Iomade? Uh, roll, uh, either, uh... Either a diplomacy check or a profession dance check, depending on what route you want to go. 27? But what did you roll on the dice? <laughs> a natural I mean, one? It is a skill check. Uh, you manage uh, peck on the cheek, and as you as you pull back, you see Yomade blushing just a little bit. And then the blush marks on her cheek kind of get more intense, and then the room just goes red. And then the red turns into a brown, and the brown turns into a green. And then you see her. Ferum Nimna. If the swords are brought back together, the staff can be destroyed. It may never come to this dire place, but I needed to be sure. I've hidden the swords across Galarian, and one in the hero realm itself. The soldier's blade will be held by my herald, the soldier, the Gorgug. Freedom's wrath will be a great freedom fighter in the future and lay state in the nation he creates. The Beast Claw is an evil blade by design. Evil tries to escape other evil. Beast Claw will find people it trusts to consolidate power, 
protect itself. Dragon Soul was the soul of a dragon hunter that will find those who died in dragon fights and take over the body for revenge. I don't really know what Splitfire does. Uh, but I'm reading off this script that the DM gave me, and he says uh, it has multiple personalities, like my fucking ex, based on the heart of it bearer. It has the power to do great or powerful evils. Flame's Edge is a weak flaming scimitar. It hides in plain sight as there are countless additional copies. Bang Bang is locked away in the vaults of a great mansion in the Fae Kingdoms. Oh, goodness. Uh, Ghoul's anger seeks the undead, sometimes disturb them, sometimes disrupt them. Ghoul's anger is as fickle as undead itself. Aaron's mystique was forged by Callistria herself. It's glamour to not look like a weapon at all, but something more mysterious. Forest Forge is a blade that grants powers to those seeking mastery over nature. It is buried in the earth and has become a seed to a great forest on Galarian. Graceful divinity. Imbued with some of my final power, this blade has great power, but may lay dormant upon my death. Harold was such an inappropriate name for a blade, but its simplicity keeps it hidden. Soul Reacher is roaming free in the Hero Realm. It is said to reach out to lost souls and grant them greatness. I did not forge Soul Reacher. It found me. These swords can be brought together to destroy the staff. I was too late, but you must not be. Only this thirteen swords above, the final sword is hidden. And no one will ever know where it is, I pray. Its discovery means annihilation. You find yourselves reunited for the first time in a very, very long time. Cyrix appears almost the second that young Julian disappears. This is a better trade. Ah, shock. Uh, Cyrix, you see Gorgug looking at you with a shit-eating grin? Gorgug, you cock-sucking son of a fuck. Cyrix, I'm happy to see you, but to be honest, I didn't think you'd be that hard up for ten gold. Well, if I was, I wouldn't be turning to you, obviously. <laughs> Bring it in, you fucking whore. <laughs> I, I embrace Gorgug. God damn, you still smell like sex. Good job. Wait, hold on. Is that a little bit of... Is that some celestial plane? Where have you been? Hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. Yeah, let's think that's a little bit of bullshit on your part, but... It is all Gorgug ever is. It's bullshit. Hey, now. It is is your charm. It is a good thing. I'm either bullshitting or dead. (laughs) Or both in this case. Actually, no. Well, yeah, sure. Am I here? Greg... Greg, Sir. you'll be happy to know that your wife has killed many goblins in your absence. Proud of her. Uh, is she doing all right with our daughter? They, they, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, That's a wonderful question. Xerix's eyes dart to the side, and she No, no, it's. I understand. She goes, Yes, Greg, they're doing great. Uh, this is Hold a, on. a 46 bluff cheese. <laughs> This hold, is on, hold on, hold on. I want to point out that I spent many nights telling you. I'm glad to hear they're getting along, and I extend a uh, extend a hearty handshake. Oh, Cyrix moves past the handshake and gives Greg a big hug. Greg yeah. does laugh, but accepts a hug. We're just missing one person. Yeah, so, I mean, 
I didn't assume Truxton was with you because I didn't really hear him in any of the orb conversation thingies. Um, but where is he? Now the day goes by, I'll ask myself the same question. Well, I guess actually I didn't know he was dead for a long time. That I heard he was, and I figured, you know, he'd come tromp with the grass one day, but just never happened. The grass tastes good here. Never stop talking about craving his piss. It's weird. I mean, it's, I think it's possible the boy simply isn't a herald. I, I mean, I don't, I doubt that. Gregor sniffs in the background, as do I, Les. <laughs> so I have, I appreciate you here on your way for trusting, but I, I don't take this the wrong way, but how the fuck are you here? So I made a deal with oh, no. someone. Don't tell me it was Asmodeus, please. Oh, no, not at all. He will fuck you over and not in the way that you like. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that was not not my intention at all. The gargoyle, that might be the person who was trapped in this realm. How do you know there was somebody trapped in this realm, Sirius? Well, I talked to Yomade. (laughs) Well, that's pretty good. I talked to I was trying to talk to Brooke, so that's (laughs) <laughs> also, a fox might have told you. Right. Well, story. Well, okay, so I was tired of running and decided to face my past and find Ferrum, which led me to sacrifice my locket and... Although I have bad news for you. What, what, what do you mean? I'm actually keeping a running tally of how many items were given to Galarian here. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't, I, for your mental health, you should stop. Does, does Greg know that Laura gave away... Uh, well, if he doesn't, he's about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you mean running tally? Gorgug, how... Do you have your sword still? The, the sword's fine, actually. Uh, the scabbard is not here. I uh, Actually, I'm going to be perfectly frank with you here, Jack. I'm uh, pretty sure whoever made you that deal, uh, that was not uh, made in good faith. I think there's about a 50-50 shot, but that sword's currently sitting in a very evil man's lap, or the scabbard at least. I have to apologize. Uh, As pristine and intelligent as I am, I am not actually intelligent or wise. And Sirix, how would you put this? I am a dumb bitch. Yes. Well, that means that wherever Truxton's back went, that's the last one left. Well, that's good. Goku, you have my necklace, right? No. Uh, actually, I think I do. I don't remember giving it to anybody, but by that same token, uh, when I showed up here, it wasn't on my person. So a uh, decent shot at sitting, uh, I'm going to assume you're kind of pressed for time, so about four feet under, somewhere near... Uh... It was six feet under. We buried you in Truxton in a little... Uh, don't, don't oh. We burned you alive, or dead. Well, that means there's somebody walking around that city to burn you alive. You bastards, I have ferocity. I was fine. Just heal me. Fuck. I am not very good at that, apparently. Good news is, there are... So that means, though, that it really is down to Truxton's, because if you've given up the scabbard, and I've given up the locket, and Laura's given up the compass... Wait, she did what? It was a pocket watch, by the way, but what? Well, Greg, uh, you remember how I kind of lied to you and said that things were going well between Laura and um, Sarah? You lied? <laughs> you solved the bluff check, man. 
It's just oh, a little. I got a 22 turn 46. I didn't solve that bluff check. Oh, I didn't really lie. I'm more just like glossed over the fact that they're still healing together. But okay. your wife and daughter had a bit of a falling out um, after the siege in Long Shadow because um, your daughter's teacher, mentor, fiance, not clear on that. You mean Theodore? Yes. Yeah, so he died. Um oh, in the in the in the battle and um you laura and sarah had a bit of a falling out about it and um well so laura might have given the pocket watch to grant theodore's resurrection to repair the relationship with your daughter which honestly is very noble of her and it's what gave me the idea to sacrifice my locket so that i could return and find my true love Sarah. still protect us all. In a way, this is all Laura's fault. Uh, well, I guess that leaves a good thing. You still, uh, the scabbard is gone. I don't know whose fault that is, but we should not pass. Jack, if you can make a quick perception check. Shield bash. Do you really want him to make a perception check? Negative one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, look, Jack still knows this is the power of romance. That Gorgu's closed cigarette. He is now. He's still dragging on it, but it is now burning past his lips. <laughs> well, uh, that's. I'm gonna be frank with you. Not the best news I've heard, but I'm gonna be honest with you. A second time here, I figured you were kind of fucked already, so I have another idea. But we'll talk about that later. What is with this generation that needs to gas? I don't get it personally, but. Shark, I know you're. Make, I know you're making that joke, but I. You know what? I'm not. I'm just gonna leave it. I'm just you know I'm not gonna bring it up. I look. I happily reunited with Ferrum. I don't. Let's keep the past in the past. It is true. What act of intimacy? I'm gonna go stand on that cliff with the weird dancing guy. <laughs> I guess that leaves us with one thing. What do we do now? Well, I've been doing some thinking about that very matter. Really surprising for you. Well, you know, while you're dead, you don't have a lot to do except run around butt naked, chopping weed and reading books. So, so I'm not going to claim to have full knowledge of this place and its rules, and especially of the villain who, until very recently, was here. But I know this much from the reading I've done. This whole realm was built by the dead human god, Aradon, obviously before he died or disappeared. I guess the verdict's still technically out on that one. What did they do? Well, it... Most of the gods are, so I'll grant them a pass on that point. But more or less, turns out old Aridin kind of shit the bed. When he created his first herald, he uh, he was strong, but he was crazy. And as that sanity, or lack thereof, became worse and worse, he had to lock away his creation. That's what this place was built for. Yeah, but here's the second part, and I will probably go to my actual grave wondering this. Um, Galarian also had a staff. The Staff of Galarian. I'm sorry, Aridin had a staff, the Staff of Galarian. From what I understand, he used it to shape the material plane to be better for civilization. And it worked great, uh, but it was insanely powerful, of course. And he decided to also lock away that most powerful tool in the same place he locked away his crazy ex-herald. Uh, this won't take too much for you to figure out, but uh, they're both gone now. And those items we carried to the best of my knowledge, operating some function to power that staff up. And once Galarian has gotten all of them, he will be uh, 
I, I think Harold would be an understatement. He'd be uh, close to actual godhood. Well, he wants to kill the gods. Well, and you know, honestly, I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea of principle. They are usually just good at fucking us about. But the thing is, and I'm only a bard, so maybe the little half up over there can give us more on this detail, or maybe your cleric friend, uh, special friend, Sirix, can elucidate more on the topic. But uh, the gods do play important roles in cosmology, and if they were to be weakened or outright destroyed, I, all of reality would likely not do well. Luckily, I suppose, Aridin had a contingency plan of sorts. Oh, or should I say, or of swords? <laughs> yeah, see, that's a joke. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but the swords themselves are not exactly swords purely. They take other forms. Well, yes, uh, I was about to get to that. Uh, yeah, basically, the failsafe here was a set of magical weapons and devices referred to as swords by Aridin in the text so that uh, if used together, or really perhaps destroyed together, would... Uh, render Galarian's efforts nil. They would operate to uh, more or less destroy his power and the staff he wields. The trick here, though, and this is the funny part, uh, you probably heard me chuckle a few times when I was reading this chapter, Greg. Uh, we have descriptions for a lot of them and properties for a lot of them, but not really locations. And in fact, explicitly, Aaron himself doesn't know where what was, except if I'm reading this line correctly, yes, uh, this language. It's somewhere in this place. Not necessarily the building, but somewhere in this place. What I'm thinking of, if this sword is here, and Corby looks around the room, I see no better team assembled to destroy it. I think we've all gotten a bit stronger since our deaths, which is a funny thing to say. Uh, And some of the folks who joined us here in the temple are uh, obviously of some measure of strength. Charlie's voice floats through the ether. You guys fucked it up in the first place. How are you going to do better this time? You make a good point, young man. Who the fuck said that? Now, I I should ask, since we're all here for some cosmic reason, does anybody else have any other bit of information that may help fit this puzzle together? Iomade told me that Soulbreaker was here and that it had probably, she was not sure, attached itself to a soul in this realm. Interesting. A soul in this realm. She made me promise we would find it. Well, that is fine. You can't exactly lie to her every day. She is a bit crankier than most, so to say. She's, she's quite sweet. Again, I can't claim to have a perfect translation of this text. It's truly inscrutable. Uh, but as I understand this uh, soul reacher, uh, the one line I understand is that is said to reach out to lost souls and grant them greatness. Now, I think to some extent we're all lost souls. Has anybody felt particularly great recently? Yeah, me. Can I just say, Aradin and prophecies, that's a stupid idea. I, I mean, I feel great that I have found Farron, but... I'd feel a lot greater if you could find some pants. Me? No, the naked half-orc. <laughs> Do not shame him. I feel pretty great about this Galarian Life's Patreon page, and all of Shut you can too. Shut the fuck no. up! So, Cyrix... Iomade told you it was on this realm? Uh, Cyrix is looking directly at Gorgu's penis and is like, uh-huh. Did you just now notice that he's naked? She told you it was here. And did she tell you explicitly that you would find it? She she said that it was here and made me promise that I would find it while I was here and that she suspected it had 
attached itself to a soul, and that Gorgug would be able to find it. Uh, Gorgug, it is all on your back. You are going to save the universe, or we're all going to die. Let's well, I, I think I'm going to take Iomade literally here at her word, and I'm going to use a arcane and lost knowledge called a spot check to see if I can find it. <laughs> Wouldn't be that easy, would it? I don't know. How's a 32 perception tree? <laughs> It's it's you have you have detect magic right? Oh, very much so. Uh, it's not in the room, uh, but what you do detect is a very well. Before that, do you have? Are you like looking at the book? Yeah. Well, once I started talking, I picked the book up and occasionally cross referenced it because it does. Uh, my brain don't like knowing the knowledge inside that book. Your sword, what you pick up from your perception check, your sword is vibrating ever so slightly. Mm. That's handy. I wonder. Lork, come here. No, not you. I pull up my sword while holding my hand up to the half-orc woman. Uh, as you pick it up, it points itself towards the book. You feel like almost a magnetic pull from the sword to the book. Oh, the sword is the book! Well, hold on. Suck with you. Jack, hold the book for a second. Do not read it, Jack. Your mind is already fractured. Thank you, thank you. I, like, hold it up backwards. <laughs> oh, no! I'm going to lightly tap my sword against this book. If anything happens, I won't fault any of you for striking me down. And I tap it. The sword moves in slightly uh, uh. Where, it, where it's just barely touching the pages. <laughs> it moves to the right, almost like a human hand begins turning the pages by itself. And it reaches a blank page and a little droplet of green energy emerges from the sword blade and like a watercolor spreading across a piece of canvas. It forms a map of a glade and Gorgug. This looks like the area that you found yourself in when you first woke up here. <laughs> but it's I, but it's obvious but it's not you. Who's ready for a trick down a trap down the mountain, boys? Let's go. I'm bad. Actually, hold on, as we're on our way down there, unless Derek has to do something, if we get near the camp again, Gorgug's gotta do something. Great. Great. I actually do one last terrible secret to share with you. What is it, Gorgug? As we approach the campsite, Gorgug uh, kicks up his blanket, and there's a there's a chest under it, and he opens it up, and it's, it's, full, of, it's full of his gear and clothing. Now, I look, activate my celestial armor, and I fly up in the air. I, I want to be clear. I'm not doing this for you or anybody else, Greg. I'm only doing this so I can kill something, and I, I put my gear up. <laughs> I pick up a stick and slam it on the ground, and like Thor slash Loki and Ragnarok, uh, my armor appears on me. Okay, that's pretty cool. Derek starts putting her armor back on because she was going to get naked as well. Hey, boy and Groot. Greg flies back down. I'm not mad anymore. It Just disappointed. Good. Okay, I'll allow one more bit, then we're moving. No, that's your dad. Are your vows to your wife gone? Oh, as, yeah. as Gorgug and Greg can probably tell everybody, time moves differently here when you're ready to set set out in a blink of an eye you're halfway down the mountain within another minute you're about a mile away and then before you know it you are walking down a what seems like a tunnel of trees a tunnel that Gorgug once walked down in the opposite direction can i get perception checks perhaps I yes you that. sure fucking can oh uh, this again damn and that 20 nice i got a 32 I got a 44. William, suck my dick. I lost this time. Uh, you all hear this. Perhaps Jock less than others. But you hear what sounds like whispering in the trees. Grow up, you 
her entire life being told killing is wrong. Then all of a sudden, they hand you a bow and point at who to shoot. I never wanted to use my axe for this, but my forest was burned down. They never mentioned what they did to get the gold. I guess I should have asked. I was told inventing these weapons would help end the war. Hey, what the fuck? Always in the trees. Always in the trees. You don't hear anything, but you walk, you come to a clearing, and you see that was a, hot a sword in what looks like a piece of stone. Can I get one more round of perception checks as you approach the sword? 43. Damn, 26. Give me a 20, Jacques, you're not going to get it. Shoot. Jacques, this is a very nice rock. Very uh, good. Everybody else can make out features. There's arms, there's legs, and there's a face, all petrified. Well, that's not good. This reminds me of a very strange brothel. I poke it with my spear, my glaive. Poke it? Yeah, poke it. Oh, no, no, don't no. touch it. Too late, I already did. Y'all didn't stop me. As you poke it, the sword rises. Hey! and moves to a position where it is within the hands of the creature, and he slowly begins to unpetrify. He stands up. Hello. 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 Jack, do the thing. Wait, hold on. Who are you? Well, I've got a song to introduce myself to the strangers who've just met me. I shall sing a sea shanty as way of introduction. To the pirate life seductions. Bum, bum, bum. Lost me leg in the Kraken's jaw. Don't stop me from escaping the law. I've found treasures near and far, but the realest treasures are you. Every bright face I happen upon brings light to the stormy seas. I've sailed across the wide and blue to commit this robbery. So take your pockets and turn them out. Three blades as sharp as a dragon's stout. If you wish to keep your throat on slit, you'll give your coinage to me. You really are a sorry lot, David Jones. He would love to see you rot, but you can save yourself from that grizzly end with the shine of a golden piece. And if you plan on going through, you best not try to beg and flee. Here's my watery philosophy. A jewel is worth a thousand, please. So give your fucking shit to me! <laughs> Jack, do the thing! <laughs> Very beautiful, Sarah. I'm so <laughs> I haven't heard a sea shanty since Carvoja. Anyway, about those pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pull out a platinum piece. This is for you. <laughs> Ah, there we go. In uh, some cities, that will buy you a house. It's not a house I'd like. It's a fine ship. Oh, that'll buy you a bad thingy. What the <laughs> fuck am I looking at here? So, uh, Samuel, give me a description of this little fuck. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you're looking at him right now, aren't you? My God, he's made of clay. I, I believe he's a golem of some variety. His size is medium. His gender, age, height, weight, hair, and eyes are as of yet undetermined. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's beautiful in a way. I, I feel like I'm being attacked right now. <laughs> um, what's 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 your name? Um, Captain Randy Redbeard. What a name! And I appreciate you calling me Captain. In fact, just stick with that. Hey, Cap. I know we just met, and this is a personal question. But I'm going to ask it anyway because I don't give a fuck. 
you don't happen to have like a magic mystical god imbued with power sword do you <laughs> the only god that it's imbued with is my swordsmanship yeah and i pull out my shiny sword oh god does that happen to go by the name uh soul reacher how did you know wait a minute you're not on some treasure hunt are you your face are in here if you are well in a matter of speaking but actually this works out pretty well i'm gonna be frank with you randy uh, I came here to destroy that thing, but uh, after meeting you and hearing that song, um, my bardic heart is a bit of flood. Uh, I you that sword for a blowjob. Well, actually, <laughs> hey, Randy, I've got a deal for you if you're willing to take it. Once you've had a blowjob from a kraken, no other race will do. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> I have been outdone by a kraken. There is nothing I can do. That's how I lost my leg. Worth every bit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, Randy, I've got a deal for you if you're willing to take it. I think it's in your interest. Well, I'll hear you out. So uh, we've got to go kill a lot of evil people and uh, destroy a lot of evil things. Uh, you're welcome to tag along with us. Uh, I can't offer you any gold, but I can promise you that there will be much to find in our journeys. I have no qualm with evil people. What's, what's my motivation? The motivation is simple. Uh, if you don't do it, your soul's going to be torn asunder and there will be no afterlife. No, no, no. He doesn't care about that. Do you want treasure? Of course I want treasure. We will kill these evil people who have no right to live. Take do you them. think I froze myself in, in platinum or whatever that was to not find treasure? Exactly. Let us go. Tazel! That was actually congealed bat wano, but yes, I, it was quite impressive. I have the diplomacy check to make that work. As you guys are talking to your new pirate friends. You hear a whisper in the trees. Free the sword. Face your past. Not today. In the back of the grove, you see a couple things. First is a bugbear gentleman covered in scars. It's Scarnivorous. <laughs> How do you yell in mind? Minotaur woman in full plate. And last but not least, a huge black dragon. Oh, hell no. Cut to black. Samana, you've seen me grant the wishes to those holding the artifacts of the staff several times. Now that I have the scabbard, it is time for your vote. I won't be giving it to you per se, but the husband of an old friend of yours will be making it possible. Go to the place where you last saw him. Samana waits in an inn room in Tamron. They were meant to keep traveling from this place on a mission from the church, but that night he disappeared, and she hasn't seen him since, as she drifts off. Samana, why am I here? Because you need to be here. <laughs> I found a man who is going to help us in our mission, Julie. He helped bring you back, but either way, I, I knew you would always be back. Uh, why? God, I saw a vision just right before I came back to this wretched plane. This, my damn father, bringing me back here. Ah, oh, fuck, I just, I get out of this place. I ascend or whatever, and here I am. Oh, I hate this. It's always been either him or your mother, hasn't it? Always, always. God damn it. Zonkuthon, why? Does my eternal torment satisfy you? At least you do one thing for me. Come on. I think perhaps 
if you left the same plane that your father was on, this might be him doing something for you after all, Jewel. Like what? Let fate, let Zahn decide. Just keep moving forward, Julie. Just like we always have. Move forward in your life. Move forward here. There's something obviously left for here. I need you to help me find out what it is. Julian looks down. Make peace with my mom? What? No. I mean, maybe. There's nothing really else for me here. Everything else is... beyond. This place and its many rules and desires and placations of those you either wouldn't deal with. Ugh, I need a drink. They have them downstairs. We can talk a little more. Fine, fine. I, f- I feel like in the coming weeks we will be paying your mother a visit. Oh, she probably really wants to see me. I bet she does. Why are we talking like that? Because this is my voice I've decided on in the moment. I mean more like you keep talking so... Like like you're trying to convince me to like, I don't know, eat a child. Sorry, I'm very tired. You woke me up. Oh, yeah, I guess I was in your room. <laughs> I will say this, Julian. I've been working with a man who's more aligned with Zahn's goals than anyone I've ever met. He, he seeks to bring an end to war through the only thing we know can end it, pain. Maybe you should meet him. I don't know if you'll like him, I don't know if you'll agree with him, but maybe you should meet Oh, it's him or my mom, then. Yeah, I'll talk to him. Good. You look a little rough. Maybe you should rest up tonight, and then we'll figure it out. Uh, I think I'll just stay awake. I have to to stay sharp, and sleep unclouds your mind, and that's not good. Very well. Everybody roll initiative. 23 initiative. Roll light dog shit, 15. Actually, I rolled pretty well. I rolled a 14. It's not bad. <laughs> Oof. I got a 3 plus 9 for 12. I'll take that first crack at him. Folks, Greg is back on the bus. <laughs> I got a 19. Very good. Uh, so it does indeed look like it is Cyrix Bleathor up first. Well, isn't that a surprise? I will. Who looks to be the most powerful? So, you you fought Kasarok, correct? Yep. Uh, she looks a little beefier than she did before. Um, uh, Scarnifurus also does. And something's, like, a little different from him. <clears throat> he used to have these, like, scars all over his back, but now they're, his back looks pretty pristine. But he does have these, like, horrid, wretched wings that are covered in the scars, similar shape to last time you saw him. And the dragon... Izzy Barak. Izzy Barak, the dragon. Looks bigger and a little older. Goddamn. Okay, so I'm going to stare at the dragon. Uh, and one of my new bold stare features is oscillation. Uh, or not oscillation. It's sapped magic, which means that the stare penalty also applies to the DCs of its spells and spell-like abilities. Just FYI. Uh, so I'm going to do a full round attack on the dragon. Go ahead. Does a 28 hit? No. 32? No. No, it doesn't hit, no. Okay, well, I'm staring at him. Yeah, I will uh, do a full round attack with my pistol here. First is a 31. Who, who are you going after? Uh, the boy in the middle, Scar- Scarnivorous. Uh, it's a pistol, so that's touch AC. Uh, 30, yeah, 31 hits. Okay, 
Uh, 22 damage. Second attack does 20, is a 22. That hits. 20 damage. And third attack is a 29, so I'll assume that hits. And that is 18. It is Kasarok's turn. Uh, she quaffs a potion. And then she'll five foot step. Uh, Jacques. I'm going to smite the dragon and charge it. Does a 41 hit? Yes, a 41 hits. All right, that is 64 slashing damage. Uh, that is my turn. I yell out, Go, Goog! Hit me with that uh, haste! You know what's coming, Frenchie. Shut up. <laughs> Just like old times. That's Scarnivorous' turn. He'll do the same thing as Shock. You can make an attack if you'd like as he goes through your reach. How about a 29? Uh, nope. What about me? Uh, yeah, you can try it. About a 37. Uh, yes, that hits exactly. Uh, 16 damage. HC is currently 29 against this guy. 36 hits. You betcha. Uh, he swings a, a short sword at Jock. Does 33 points of damage. Gorgook. Last turn, Gorgook's going to need an action to make sure that our uh, pirate friend took a five-foot step forward. Gorgook then pulls out his sword and does a flourish and casts haste upon the party. And he also uses his move action to begin a bardic performance of Inspire Courage. So you're all under the effects of haste and Inspire Courage. Inspire Courage, of course, plus two to attack, plus two to melee, and plus two against fear effects. Now I'm not here. Better use the ranger. I'm going to put so many arrows into somebody. Time to waste everyone's time by buffing myself. Now's the time to do it. Yeah. I'm going to cast Gravity Bow on myself. You guys are in a nice little line. No! Not the dragon. I have evasion now, asshole. Uh, but I am going to put Gravity Bow on myself, which is a standard... I get a good distance away from the clusterfuck. Sissy Barg's turn. I'll five foot step back and uh, cast a spell. Uh, Cyrix. What is. Oh, he casts a spell, not dispel. <laughs> it just controls my gravity, though. Alright, listen here, motherfucker. Um, I swap my stare over to the fucking Minotaur lady. And then Minotaur. I'm... Minotaur. Uh, and then I'm gonna cast Mass Castigate. Gross. Yeah. They could all make new well saves. You cast what? Mass castigate. They can all, all of them. All, all three of them, baby. And it's not a paralysis effect, so the dragon's not immune. This is Kasarok. Uh, DC 24. Is it a figment gaze attack, glamour pattern, scent-based attack, or sonic effect? It is a compulsion enchantment that is fear, language, dependent, and mind-affecting. Uh, that's 23. This is Scarnivorous. Uh, it's a 26. Or not a 26. A 28. And the dragon. That's uh, a 26 as well. Kosarok fails. What happens? Okay. So for the ones that succeed, they are shaken for one round. Uh, for the ones that failed, so Kasarok is cowering. And it'll last for 15 rounds. And she gets a chance to attempt a new save to end the effect on her turn. So, Dragon and Scarnivorous are shaken for a round, and Kasarok is powering, and that will last for 15 rounds, unless she saves. Uh, Randy Redbeard, come on down! Alright, I'll go all the way down to the bottom of the Mariana's Trench. I will... So if I move down, do I just get the one attack? Yeah. Can I hit anything with this, from where I am? Yeah, I'll let you hit last time. I discalculated the minuses in, but it shouldn't matter because guns at touch. So it's like a minus three. Wait, but I, no, I mean, like, what is the range of my pistol? 
I think it's usually five times the range increment, and it's 20. Okay, so I can hit anything? Well, then I'm not going to move it. I'm just going to take my three shots. Yeah, you're just taking, like, a minus minus two for Scarnivorous, minus two for Kostrak, minus three for Ismar. Well, I'm going to try to kill Scarnivorous. Uh, first attack with a minus two is a 29, which should hit. Uh, yeah. 18 damage. Second attack is a 19. Okay, then the rapid shot is also going to miss, so just the 18 damage. And I'll take a five-foot step forward. Uh, She's going to cr- um, cry like a fucking bitch is what she's going to do. So she, she's shaking in her boots, and she rolls a 10. So that's a 29. Okay, she succeeds. That is her turn. And Jacques. Very good. All right, first one. And that one fails. What about a 41? Uh, on the dragon? Yeah, 41 hits. The first one that hits does 67. The second one is a 43. Yes, that is. For 70 damage. And finally does a 41 hit with my haste attack. Yeah. A 41 would do another 65 damage. Okay. Dragon is looking a little rough. It's Scarnivorous' turn. Yeah, so he'll uh, five foot and then full attack. Bring it on. That's a shit goblin. You're just a taller sack of shit than the last ones. You died once before. You need to work on your racism there, Jack. It's not racism. It's just bad that's fighting. 39. That would confirm. Uh, he crits Gavin for seven point, 70 points of damage. Not good. He swings a second sword at you. They all hit. So 101 damage. Very good. I'm still up. Uh, Gorgoog. All right, I'm about fucking done with this. It's time, Lork. I hold up my sword and point it straight ahead. And I cast a spell. I use bladed dash greater. I shoot forward 30 feet straight ahead, attacking Scarnivorous and the dragon as he bark. So first I'll do the attack against uh, Scarnivorous. Does a 42 hit. Okay, that's going to be uh, 25 damage. And I'm going to roll the intimidate on that. That's a very bad roll. Does a 39 spook? It's a 33. Okay, so he's just going to be shaken for two rounds. So that just extends. How long does your shaking last, Xerix? Uh, for a round. Uh, with fear, unless said otherwise, it doesn't extend. It only it only tops off. So that's just an extra. Well, I guess it was. I'm just gonna it, say he has two more turns of it. Yeah, it's probably about right. But it ends after Gorgook kind of thing. And then the dragon Gorgook does a 44 hit. Uh, yes. Uh, 26 slashing damage. That's magical, right? Oh, very much so. Oh, uh, he's uh, super, super not one great now. Does a 44 intimidate the dragon? This one might be closer. It's a DC 37. Okay, he's shaken. I activate Hurtful for a second attack. Does a 47 hit? Uh, actually, does a, does a 47 confirm? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's all kinds of fucked. He takes uh, 16... <laughs> nice! 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 <laughs> We did it, boys. Mission accomplished. Pack it up, close down the Patreon. Also, the dragon's dead on that 69. Yeah, by the way, as Gorgook slid forward looking like fucking Johnny Cage with an after image, uh, you definitely feel like you heard Michael Jackson's beat it playing. Just the beat. That's why I beat it to the 69. We already had it. All right, Jack. Don't die again, asshole. And the promise is Greg Toller, you've got two enemies in front of you. The thing that murdered you in real life is already dead. Greg is a little... Greg, uh, seeing the dragon falls, a little mad that he didn't get to kill it, but then he just kind of goes, at least Grogu did it with style. And then I'm going to murder the shit out of this hobgoblin motherfucker. 
Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I don't need an instant enemy because he's a hobgoblin. However, I am going to use my oath bow and uh, I, an elven. I'm going to whisper to it, "Death to those who have wronged me." Uh, to give my bow a plus five enhancement bonus, uh, and so also deal an additional two d six. It's true. And if I crit, it's a times four instead of a times three. Oh, neat. <laughs> Give me just a second. I have to calculate. Here comes 37 ones in a row. <laughs> that would be the only way to continue my first real combat with Greg. Okay, uh, here is the first shot, which is a mini shot. It is a 51 hit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if only this was second edition, huh? And it's a mini shot, so. Yeah, well, that could have gone worse. Uh, so 51, so unfortunately it didn't crit, but I did 31 and 32. 63 for the first arrow, and then for the hasted shot, does a 36 hit, my friend? 36? 36. Oh, you missed it by one. Oh. Did you add the inspire courage, asshole? I did. I did. All right, here's the rest of them. <laughs> Lie <him> up! <laughs> Uh, that's a 40, a 41, and a 35. I'm assuming the 35 doesn't hit, but the 40 yeah, the is the one. Uh, so 33 and 35. No crits. Damn it. Hey, close. Very close. Uh, uh, he is still up, but also not looking great. Cyrix! Wait. That's Papa. Oh, wait. Do you have another? Mini shot. Or not mini shot, rapid shot. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> For 33 more damage. Now I'm done. Scarniferous, the Scourge of the North, is dead. Yay! Uh, so I'm still staring at this fucking Minotaur bitch. This fucking cow of a woman. And I'm gonna whack her with my scorpion. So 41 hit? Uh, yes. Uh, 13 regular damage and then 28 damage from the Painful Stare. Uh, 22? No. I'm assuming a 20 doesn't hit either. Uh, actually, since I did hit her, I'm gonna trigger a fun little mesmerist trick that I got. Uh-huh. You ever heard of something called Vision of Blood? No. So, when an enemy is struck by the subject, it believes its wound is far more severe and the shock overwhelms it. The mesmerist can trigger this trick when the subject hits with an attack using a weapon, a natural weapon, or an unarmed strike. The attack's target must succeed a will saving throw or be stunned for a round. You know one of those cute little will saving throws at a negative three? Uh, 28. Uh, I'm assuming that makes it. Uh, it's half your level plus charisma plus 10. So, what's your charisma? Uh, it's a plus seven. Wait, no, I think it's it's a plus nine. Uh, 26. Or five foot step back or anything. I'll take a five foot step back. Thanks for reminding me, Derbear. Randy, the Tasmanian snake redbeard. You ever seen a pirate fuck a puppet cow? A lot, actually, yes. That was what Pirates of the Caribbean was about. Huh. I missed those themes entirely. <laughs> it, it's subtext. Themes, it's your turn. Okay, I will, uh, I'll just take all three of my shots then. First one is a 36. Fucker. Oh, is that it? That's a crit threat. Yeah, it's a crit a fuck uh, with a gun. Does a 22 yeah. confirm? I'm pretty, yeah, touch AC 12. Okay, 70 on the first shot. Yeah, you're about to figure out what it's like to be Gina. Uh, touch AC is a lot of fun, I'm, I gotta say. 32 <laughs> on the second attack, or a 30, I guess, so that'll hit. So that's 22. And then a 15, which I guess hits somehow? Yes, the 15 hits. So that'll be 15, or 16 damage. All right. Uh, she's still up. 
She is not. Well, Jack, bring her home. <laughs> or heal. Whatever. It is, it's, it's her turn. Oh, uh, well. You better start running. She's no longer cowering. <laughs> Turns into a puff of smoke. Not this shit again. Nah, I'm kidding. She charges like Cyrix or something. Wait, what? She charges you. <laughs> You're probably fine. Your stare applies to attack. Yeah, but I just, you know, negative one's probably. Probably ain't gonna do it, homie. Oh, man. What a comedy of errors, huh? It's a good thing you didn't lower the CR. <laughs> I mean, I'm at like 2 HP, so. Uh, Jacques, it's your turn. Yeah, I'm going to charge this fucker. I never learn. Uh, Smiter, uh, 46. Uh, yes. 51 damage. All right. Uh, Gorgoob. I also lay on hands. You learned your lesson from the time you died. All right. Well, I guess I'll just go for it. I point my sword at her again, and I do a different spell that's very much, uh, actually, you know what? Fuck her in particular. I'm doing it again. I'm doing Bladed Dash Trader again. Fuck you. <laughs> Going in. That bonus is too good. If I can step back for, or back here first. I don't think you actually have to go the full 30 feet. Oh, go for right here to flank it. Come on. Oh, all right. Come here, you cow. Yeah, you immediately move up. Ooh, that's a bad roll. Uh, ooh, that was not, not great for me. Uh, does a uh, 31, well, 33. Oh, I forgot the bonus for charisma. Does a 37 hit there? Yeah. 23 slashing damage magical. All right. Does a 51 intimidate? Yeah. DC 27. That beats it by 10. Uh, she'll be panicked for one round. Well, <laughs> she... well she, she has a save. She has to get a 25 will save. 27 do it. God damn. Minotaur's a pretty good will. So I'll give her that. No, that means that she'll still be shaken for three rounds because uh, I exceeded by. 10. Actually, did I exceed by 15? In that case, it's four rounds. And then I'm going to use my Hurtful. Very Hurtful of you. Does a 35 hit this Shaken Foe? That's with flanking counting it. Uh, nope, you missed it by one. Did you factor in the panic? If there is a, I'm not sure panic does anything to AC. But. Well, she saved her. She made her save, so she's not panicking. Yeah, good point. I almost got you though, there. And uh, end my turn. Greg, I would like to ask you to bring it home by rolling several natural ones in a row. <laughs> followed by Cyrix rolling several natural ones in a row. It's just Jock Followed by rolling several natural ones in a row. Well, let's see if I can make Derek's day, but I think I won't because I'm going to cast Instant Enemy as a swift action. I choose Goblinoid as my bonus, which is plus six. No, you don't. You choose Minotaur. No, you have to, with Instant Enemy, you have to select one of your oh. favorite enemies, which uh, Goblinoid is plus six, so I'm keeping that one. Uh, here's the hasted. That's a 41 hit. That's 25 damage. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, no. I forget. That's not hasted. That's the mini shot. So actually, it's 25 and 23 for simple math. Uh, 20. Yeah. 48. Um, and then this one's the hasted. 49. 21 damage. Big sad. Uh, rapid shot. That is, that is a skewered minotaur. 25. And then the but whole you keep going because you think it's going to die. Wow, look at that last roll. Uh, the last one hits Jack and Jack dies. No, I have first side shot. Fuck you. Uh, the last shot was a natural one for 25, and then the damage roll was a five and a one. Yeah, uh, it, it, it died on the second shot, but Greg keeps shooting for like six minutes. Gorgoob <laughs> uh, forges the sword back down. He realizes the scabbard's not there. Puts it across his back 
and he looks to Cyrix. Do you still have it? Heal the Frenchman. I go over to Jean Jacques Rousseau with my wand of cure light wounds that I took away from the party. And I spend four casts of it. What if Cyrix's wand of cure light wounds was just a strap on? Folks, for for the listeners, we've had this wand since episode one. Yeah, can I just say, uh, at the wand's average uh, rate of healing, to get to full HP, I need 33 uses. <laughs> Charge that shit. Okay, so I'm doing the I'm doing the best I can. So you have liberated the Soul Reacher sword, or you at least know its whereabouts now. Do you all know about any of the other swords? Derek, do you yeah. look like I know shit? I, mean, I, I describe the swords I know from the book. Do you do you have any of the other swords in your possession or know their whereabouts? Well, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure old Lorky here is one of them. I uh, I did have a scabbard that might have been one of the swords. But alas, we also have a sword. Your sword is sweet cider in song, but you don't know for sure. Anybody who was there for the dragon fight, roll a. Do I count for that? Yeah, I, I don't know if you'd know that. Uh, give me a, a wisdom check. Nice. <laughs> I still beat you, Greg. <laughs> How about you go fuck yourself, sir? Oh. Uh, you don't know about the whereabouts of Dragon Soul. How did I tell your wife about what you just told me? I'm dead. Fuck you. If anybody who's ever met Richard, uh, roll an intelligence check. God damn you, Derek. This is not the party for this. <laughs> I think it was the dastardly Richard. I got a natural one. Oh? Sirius, you remember during the dragon fight uh, that uh, Richard has a sword called the Beast Claw? So, does anyone remember how Richard had a sword called the Beast Claw? Yeah. Also, remember remember how cool he was? Like, he was, like, really hot. He literally murdered that paladin who was helping us the entire time. And... Literally a cold-blooded murderer. And a useless piece of shit. Yeah, okay, but do you remember... Sure, but do you remember how annoying that pal? He's like, yeah, my little Laurel. I thought he was a southern being that annoying. I voiced him very nicely. Listen, I understand that we have a bit. So don't talk to talking about me in front of me. No, I'm, ta- I'm talking about a different paladin. One who was, okay, he was. Look, I know he said he had a wife, but like, Jacques, Sirix leans in. He was just like an absolute virgin. Uh, Gorgu, give me give me an intelligence check. Oh, Derek, you gotta do this to be like that. It's a low check. It's a five on the roll, so I'm rolling flat. <laughs> it was a DC five because it's a pretty significant memory. Uh, remember that time you died? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, do you remember the vision you had before you died or when you were dying? Uh, I believe it was my body ripped open by a worm. That was the vision, yes. Uh, there was another one. Uh, you were transported into a museum in the middle of Tamron, and a shapeshifter stole a sword. The sword owned by Mr. Nermothi, who liberated the lands of Nirmathos. Feels like maybe, just maybe, uh, that could be Freedom's Wrath. I guess we have to kill a shapeshifter again. That's uh, probably Galarian, man. Yeah, I mean, most likely, yeah. And then something kind of sticks out to you all in the text, that there was a sword that said it could rename it, and Gregor, for some reason, is like, hey, I have that one. Or actually had it. Yeah, and he renamed it the Dealer's Blade. Uh-huh. Uh, 
you ever cut cocaine with one of Aridin's own weapons? As you move through this place, eventually you realize you know the whereabouts of at least four of the swords. Your next task is to escape this place and collect them, the ones that are in Galarian, or at least figure out a way to get them. So this is where you find yourselves. You know of the existence of 13 of the swords. You have a decent idea that you know the whereabouts, or at least the person who holds about four of them. But there's one sword that you don't know about, and that Aridin, according to his writing, hoped that you never would. We fade to black. We find ourselves in a shining hall, and Galarian is filled with this intense power of a finely realized staff of Galarian. He's kind of walking like that bug creature in Men in Black 1, just shuffling. But it's not because he's weak, because he's never felt this much power before. And he reaches his destination, and he looks. All that time in the dungeon, at first I was angry, thrashing around like a caged animal for what felt like eternity. I I wanted nothing more than to kill him, to end my creator. But then I felt his presence leave. I felt such a goddamn powerful hatred for whatever did the deed that I was able to summon. Impossible strength to break my chains. Eventually, the anger wore off, and I could contemplate. I couldn't leave the room, but bits of his legacy tended to enter it. I could, in sparing moments, hear the gods themselves speak. Whispers from his heralds occasionally broke the silence. And, with enough time, it finally all came together. Thought me a fool, but of course I figured it out. Now to achieve what he never could, all I have to do is gather these swords he left behind and then destroy them in one simple act. <laughs> but he thought he was being tricky with the final one, didn't he? But it always had to be you. There was a quiet rumble in Magnamar that night. The only thing more disconcerting was the eruptions of screams that simultaneously came from the temple. In a wave, clerics, acolytes, adventurers, and peasants, who all bear the same symbol, feel wild shocks of emotion, fear, guilt, pain, sorrow, but mostly hopelessness. Teresia Flamebreaker wakes up in a cold sweat. No. She says, the entire Church of Yomaday now has one question to answer. What do you do when the only thing you ever believed in is suddenly gone? And that's the end of our broadcast week.
this podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Thank you.